Welcome back to day three of this special podcast series of essentially a group of nutters doing 1,000 miles and 100,000 feet of ascent within one week. It's called Endeavour. They're called Team Pylon, and I've been speaking to Graham Connolly, who is a good friend of mine every single day. Him and his brother John, who is also a very good friend of mine, are part of the team. So what we wanted to find out was essentially what goes on, what happens to your body, what happens to your mind when you're in it? Like, how do the team cope? How does Graham cope? What are the hard bits? What are the easy bits? It's just been a really, really interesting chat for Sam and myself. And unfortunately, George hasn't been able to make it yet because he's busy at work. But every day we learn something new from Graham. Every day we get a new bit of insight into the world of ultra running and into the into the mindset of essentially some really, really strong-willed, strong-minded humans who really have taken off their limits. They are unlimited in that respect where they're, you know, they're, they're pushing the boundaries of what they think they are capable of. And the last two endeavours, they haven't actually met their target. That's what's so fascinating about it. And yet they come back every year with an even crazier plan and still go for it. So my hat's off to them, like eternal respect to these guys. They're absolutely incredible athletes. And I'm actually going to cut straight away to Graham. Graham sent me a sound file of him and his thoughts, the the thoughts of a madman, you could say, whilst actually out running on his second, or or I can't remember if it was second or third run, his four hour shift. And it was, it was a late one. I think it was one of the midnight to 4am or the 4am to 8am shifts. And um, it's just quite funny to, to listen to. So we're going to start with that and then we'll jump straight into the podcast. Hey Ben, Jim Conley, Fitness Freaks, Roman Porter, from out in the field. Hey man, hope you and Sam are good. It's a bit weird. I'm actually going to be on the podcast while we're listening to this. Will I? Oh, who knows? Anyway, right, so... Here's the goal. I'm gonna get big fitness freaks. And what you need to do, Ben, is you need to time the awesome intro music to then just line with me going fitness freaks. I'm gonna try and give it a wee bit more of a, a synthesizer type voice. So here we go. Fitness freaks. <laughs> Did it work? Did it work? Nah, I bet you what. You'll have done it. You're awesome. Slam dunk! Ben hits a home run! Yeah! <laughs> Love that music. <laughs> so, anyway, to the report. Um, it is. What time is it? Oh, no, just lapped that. Oh, bugger. <laughs> oh, you watch. Don't know how to work it. 26 in the morning. Um, got up about three, ate some food, ran with that in my stomach for about the first hour. Um, was running from four. Um, had a little, I've just got the first, uh, first thousand feet of climbing under my belt. I had a kind of change attack tonight rather than giving myself a, a half marathon a change to run at the end round the, the, the main streets of Dumbarton. Um, I, I, I did some kind of flatter stuff. I decided to go and run some, some roundabouts on like the kind of motorway bypass thing that I, I normally wouldn't be able to run on just for nothing more than my own entertainment to kill some time. Um, so I've got to the hill and we are on. But I don't lap my watch this time. 
yeah, we're on about 12 miles. Um, and like I say, we've got the first Kia climbing under my belt. So, another 2,000 feet of climbing on this. And then it should, hopefully, be maybe about a, a six, seven, eight mile run um, to get home and, and just take me up to the, the four hours. Uh, it's maybe not so nice tonight. It's raining, strokes snowing. So it wouldn't be so bad if it was raining. Just put my jacket on. Wouldn't be so bad if it's snowing. It wouldn't be landing on me, make me wet. But it's that in between kind of sleet. Um, up a little bit higher. Got a little bit of snow sat in the ground, which actually makes it quite nice. Um, and apart from that, everything's okay. Oh, it's cold. It's really cold tonight. It's probably the wind chills about minus three, minus four, and the, the closer to sunrise that's probably just going to dip a little bit um, but all's good smash 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 um, and I'll, I'll speak to you guys later on this evening fitness freaks <laughs> there it is fitness freaks we're off we're off Graham's back hi Graham how you doing man what's happening oh, we're living the dream over here like I've been out for a run today actually it was really sunny so I'm quite happy I as I showed you, I wore the pylon t-shirt. I was living the pylon dream, you know, in, in, in support. Um, Sam, have you been out yet? Are you going out today? Uh, plan is to get out later today, yeah. It's a um, busy one. It was so nice this morning, like you said. It was calm, it was clear. It was. Uh, I went out last night and it was miserable. Oh, it was horrible, um, wasn't it? But hope, hopefully going to get out in the sun today. That was while, while Graham was running. We're like, yeah, we were, I didn't go out last night, Graham. <laughs> Graham was in it. Like, this is the T-shirt, Sam. This, I'm just. Oh, nice! This. That's really cool. How cool is that? I'll have to get myself some of that. It looks really good. Like, and it's really on the website. Available to everybody. Pylonultra.com. Hashtag sponsored ad plug. <laughs> <laughs> Take a little cut ski. <laughs> and before we forget, it's not a chat with Graham without. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, in fact, actually, I'm going to. People listening to this will have already listened to it, but you won't have heard this bit, Sam. But Graham did send me his thoughts whilst out running on the phone, which are tremendous. And he even tries the Fitness Freaks um, soundbite <laughs> himself. Amazing. <laughs> and it sounded something like a little bit like this Fitness Freaks. Yeah. Hey! <laughs> I've, um, I've set Ben a challenge. To test his producer skills. Oh, yeah. And he's got to line it all up. So we'll, we'll see how that goes. Oh, I will. Don't you worry about that. <laughs> I'm enjoying the challenge. So, how, how is it going anyway? What's going down? Um, things have degraded, to be honest. Like, I'm, go I'm going to tilt my laptop here. So, I kind of started off all fresh. And, and look here, you can see that's me in my pajamas at 22. I have not brushed my teeth. Um, <laughs> not even contemplating showered yet, and I'm uh, I'm gonna running again in two hours. Like it's just I've I've turned into just like a a, a running hobo. Yeah, um, yeah I'm either lying about tired in my pajamas, not washed, or putting my stuff on and going out. Um, yeah, but apart from that, all is all is awesome. So, th how was uh, the second run? Was it all right? Uh, it it was uh, the the second one. Yeah. It was all right. Uh, it was a lot colder, um, but it, to keep that in perspective, like Chris, we'll, we'll get to that in the roundup. But Chris has just basically did four hours during a storm, so I'm not going to moan about the weather too much. But it, it went okay. The um, the actual slots are running are fine. 
because you, you, you get yourself up beforehand, you, you get yourself well prepared, caffeinated, fueled, and then you've got a four-hour window of, of just doing what you do. That's absolutely fine. It's it's the next day. Um, see with see with the night shifts when you're just you're you're just disrupting your sleep rhythm, and then your body doesn't really want to sleep after it. So the following day, you're kind of just in this like fugue zombie state, you know. And it's during the day you can't really sleep. You're tired, but then you can't start just sitting drinking coffee because you're going to have to try and get back to sleep for the next run, and you end up kind of trapped in this 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 little this zombie stage between running and sleeping. Um, but it, it's going well uh, from a for a team perspective. We, we're actually at twelve o'clock today was the halfway point, and, um, and just for some numbers, so we should be on four hundred uh, five hundred miles, uh, and we're actually on five nine nine. So we're up uh, just under twenty percent, and we should be at fifty thousand feet. But we're actually at seventy four thousand feet, or seventy five thousand feet. So we're up fifty percent, um, and I think. I think in the first day or so, or even getting in it, we all kind of thought like getting the ascent bagged would be tricky. So I think everybody's had that and and uh, had that in mind, and we've maybe yeah, but it, it's resulted in kind of overshooting on the ascent, which is which is good. We've got plenty in the the, the bank, but again, it's always good to have it banked. Halfway, for these, yeah. it's always good to have it banked for these grim couple of days that are coming next. I mean, yeah, send your time already. But we're halfway, you know, and like, I mean, we could still lose a runner and, and we, Chris caught a storm last night, but the, the majority of the runners were quite lucky with um, that they kind of managed, their, their, their time slots went round about the storm and they kind of missed the worst of it, although there were a, a few of them out in the snow. But um, yesterday, actually, we had some, we had some solid efforts uh, yesterday with like four 30-mile-plus runs um, and Grant, who had like the graveyard shift between uh, midnight and four o'clock, which I, I think is probably the worst one. Um, he was like still up at twenty nine miles, and he he, he bagged like three thousand eight hundred and sixty feet, which was actually he, he did. I think he the the biggest ascent during his run yesterday, and and was probably one of the toughest shifts. So that was like a that was a phenomenal effort for Grant. Um, poor Paul. He, he was like 2K and he was running and ended up flat in his face and some mud that kind of caught him out a wee bit. Um, but then he, he went on to have a, a phenomenal run. And uh, Kaz was the other side of the coin, actually. Like, she's been running in, like, a scene at a Christmas movie, like some kind of polar Arctic conditions. But I think she actually got a, a kind of nicer day to run um, or a nicer evening to run, at least anyway, up the mountains in Chamonix. And um, but Chris, Chris was kind of the star of the show. I think he's um, he literally he sent a message on the WhatsApp. He's like, "Oh, I've checked the weather, and I think I'm probably going to miss the um, the the worst of the storm." And like, if you know anything about living in Scotland, you know never to trust the Scottish weather. It's kind of <laughs> it's like an Italian speeding sign. It's a bit of a suggestion rather than a rule. <laughs> so yeah, so he 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 just took the storm flat in the face, but. They got on with it and he still kicked out like 3,600 feet of climbing and a, a, a pretty solid 27 miles for, for running in a storm. You know, he, he, he had a, an absolute hero shift, man. He had an absolute hero shift. So just everybody's put- still churning out like great distances, great um, great amount of ascent, great climbing. But and generally people are holding together in terms of injuries and morale and stuff like that basically yeah good. everything yeah. sounds okay um, yeah nobody's nobody's put their hand up for any kind of 
tight hamstrings or injury or anything. But I, I think there there is kind of just there is a, a maybe a slight shift in the chat. It's kind of like wow. It's not like yeah, we're halfway through. It's more kind of like God. We actually only started this on Monday. It's kind. It feels like feels like about five days or six days we've been at it, you know. But but it's, it's good, man. Halfway's a milestone, and we've got the injury and mostly incident fee, and and we've still got a comfortable cushion. Um. So yeah, going well, man. Going I wonder well. if uh, it sounds like. I mean, and this is just my brain thinking. This is what I would do. I know what you're gonna say, and I know you're gonna do exactly not what I would do. I'll tell you why. <laughs> I would be like, wow, man, if we get to the 100,000, we could just then go running flat for the four hours. And I know that none of you, I mean, you might do it, but I think you're, you're mental enough to go now nah, no, let's see how far we can climb probably. And I'm, I'm like, in my head, I'm like, wow, you could start just doing flat four hours. <laughs> it, it really, it really kind of depends on the, um, the, 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 the type of runner. And that probably sounds a bit weird, but Running's quite a, a multi-dimensional sport in that, that there's guys in the team there, they're like 24-hour um, track GB runners. And then there's, there, there's other people in the team, like their, their, their natural habitat is just running up and down mountains. So, and, and it's kind of just what you're used to. Like I, I know James is already, he's like made a statement on Saturday, I'm running on a flat canal and I'm going to live my best life. <laughs> he, he would he would quite happily do that for four hours every single day or week. Like he'd be delighted with the idea of that. Um, but there's, there's there's different guys in the team where they're they're conditioned to running up and down hills and on trails, and and the flat running like actually it actually kills them. You know, like like I think I mentioned in the pod earlier on, like I spent pretty much quite a bit of time leading up to Christmas. To, to run a certain type of, well, not run a certain type of race. It was like a multi-day event, so it was a lot of kind of bog hopping and big long days, but not a lot of impact on your body. So then I was kind of in this transition phase of getting back to running trails and, and taking the impact and, and working on that conditioning. And, um, yeah, so it, it's kind of, it just depends what type of runner you are, but there's, the, people kind of, they like to run towards their strengths, don't they? Yeah, fair oh, enough. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah, but there's there's people in the team who quite happily go out and try and get ten thousand feet every day each session, and then there's other people there who would like properly try and run like a four hour PB yeah. every session. You know, <laughs> that, just that would be me. <laughs> that would yeah, definitely be me. I'll be like, I'll do the flat shift, guys. Don't worry about me. I'll just knock out the mileage. You do the uh, you do the ascent. <laughs> yeah, it, it just kind of it comes down to the nature of the person and and, and what type of runner they are, really. You know. Yeah, I mean, it's it's hard to put into context. Like, I know we keep saying it, like people, anyone that is listening, it's like you're you're pretty you're running over a marathon, a marathon or over, every day, pretty much in a four hour yeah. shift. It's 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 hard to like contextualize or whatever the word is, like the wear and tear that goes on in your body. Because I've done a marathon and an ultra marathon, and I'm like, I'm pretty certain I couldn't have walked the next day on either of those. And you're doing it i know you're conditioned more but at the same time you can't get away from the fact that there's going to be wear and tear and stuff like that but you're just i'm so glad you're all holding together and everyone's morale's all right even though it's like you're like we're only halfway through but i, I think the important thing's been like it, it's 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 a, quite a relatively experienced group and that everybody said quite a few years of competition and, and they've had that they've had successes and they've had failures. And I think everybody in the, the group is is quite attuned into the, their level of capability 
And you know what I mean? They're good at measuring themselves and pacing themselves, you know, because there's, there's, there's probably, yeah, there's, there's a bit of spread between some of the runs we are saying and distance, but, but that's just coming down to each of the individuals knowing their capabilities as a runner and, and pacing themselves really well. Sorry, sorry, Sam. To be an ultra runner, that's pretty much vital. You've got to be able to do that, haven't you? Yeah, there's yeah, there's 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 loads of stories about like um people just trashing themselves in the first like 20-30% of races and it's it, it's it's a it's a lesson I feel that you need to go out you need to go out and learn. Like I um so <laughs> I uh, I I supported my brother and my friend on this race in, in Scotland in Jedburgh and I watched the two of them go out too quick and come in at the aid station too fast. And uh, so I had that I had that hindsight getting into the race, and I'd done all the numbers, and I could see where the successes and failure were, and there was a strong correlation between people who hit into the first aid station too quickly. Um, and then I, I ran that race, and actually another member of the team um, was running as well, Robert Robert Turner, um, and and like the the one bit of advice John gave me was look, don't go with Robert. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to be daft. I'm not going to go with Robert because, like, Robert's just like a stone cold killer competitor. <laughs> he just he just eats people up. He takes them out and eats them up. You know, he just grinds their grinds their bones to make his bread. That's what he does. You know what I mean? What a runner he is. And um, so he came to the first aid station. And he, here's me with all this hindsight and all this experience, having seen the the the, the cat the. the how damaging it can be coming into this age station too quickly. And here's me like a beetroot comes flying in with Robert. <laughs> and, and you need to learn that. It, it was horrendous the last 16 miles. I really, really paid for it. But I had to learn that lesson. You know, and all the guys in the team, with all the competing they've done and all the training they've done, they've made their mistakes and they've learned those lessons and, and they can measure themselves really well, you know. Yeah, that's it, isn't it? It's always that. I think, like you say, it's no good even watching it. You have to. You literally have to have done it, and then you yeah. go, "Oh, yeah, okay." You you just cannot put lived experience in somebody's head, okay. and like even if you tell them something a hundred times, there's going to be some little voice that'll round the edges. This is a good idea, and and but you need you need to learn those lessons yourself, don't you? You need to have a good bunk one day if you never ate enough. You need to not train enough for something or go in with the wrong kit or use kit for the first time on that day. You need to do all these things, yeah, don't you? Yeah, you, you do. do. Yeah. Pain is a phenomenal teacher. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, hindsight's twenty twenty, isn't it? And pain teaches you quite a lot, let's be honest. <laughs> like that that ultra marathon I did, actually, the... the uh, I, I thought, like you say, I thought I'd prepared, but by... By the marathon distance, I thought my legs were broken. I was like, I'm pretty certain I can't run on broken legs. That's that's them done. And then your your brother actually was very kind to give me some painkillers that he didn't tell me were also pro plus. And <laughs> honestly, I had the best 5K of my life. My final 5K of the ultra was the best of my life. In fact, I was running sub four minute kilometers going, what, how, what? <laughs> well, you're not thinking, why did you not give me them 10k again? <laughs> I, did, I didn't even know. No, he didn't tell me what they were either. I'm so trusting in John. Wow. <laughs> I literally, he goes, take these. I went, okay. And I took them and I trust John implicitly. So I took them and then I was suddenly like, this guy was gaining on me. And I thought, I think I was in about third place or something like that. And this guy was gaining on me. And suddenly I looked behind and he, the guy was off in the distance. And I was like, um, what's happening? And it was purely the caffeine in the pro plus just kicked in like a mule and um he only told me when i finished the race 
John's, um, John's got such a man crush on you, I'd be really, really cautious of taking unknown Tom Cavill's off We always say this, the feeling's Sam, you mutual. should see this, it's the second it's like yeah. second and they've got little handshakes and dances and everything. Oh, amazing. Little bromance going on. Oh, it's just a different level. It's a different level. <laughs> like Mary and Sam just stand about feeling a bit awkward. Yeah, we actually, Mary and Sam are the original friends and now me and John make them feel awkward. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's like I've seen it at Gavin and Stacey. Yes. Now I'm jealous because John gets to experience all that with Graham and all the mates up there and I'm stuck down here with no one to run with. <laughs> I have to just oh, remember those experiences. <laughs> Poor me. <laughs> Lonely little Ben. I know. I can't say I'm that jealous because honestly, I think you know these guys are just another level to blow my legs out. I went for one run with John in Glencoe, and I, I couldn't walk for like five days. Get him on a bike, man. Get him on a bike, and he'll just have like sassed the saddle rash for a fortnight. <laughs> well, I borrowed your bike. Do you remember? I borrowed your bike to cycle with him when he was cycling the um, the canal path. Uh, right, oh, he, was he, did, he did a marathon path. that day, didn't he? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I think he. Um, I think he. The, the last couple of miles, like you being there, like I think he was kind of toiling. At the, was he going for like a sub three during training or something? He was. Go- he wanted to run a really fast five k during the marathon. Yeah, the pickup. Yeah, yeah. I, I think he wanted under three as well or something. And like he was saying, that it's like Ben was there, and like the last few miles was just killing me. But <laughs> yeah. I, just, I couldn't, I couldn't even blink. Show couldn't no blink. weakness. Yeah, That's, uh, I couldn't blink. Couldn't blink. <laughs> <laughs> How did he get on yesterday? Like, is he still on the? Is he still on the trail of lots of ascent? Like, or did he? He banked like nine thousand, no, like, didn't he? So, but like I was saying, like the guys have come up with kind of ways that suit their style of running and stuff. And I think. John and Paul were kind of chatting about um, switching between like a, a day of running. Um, so the body's kind of taking all the impact and, and the abuse that the actual running gives you. And then maybe just doing like a day of solid climbing where you're, you're, you're using just different um, combinations of muscles and, and a different type of conditioning. So and <laughs> after his like epic 8K day, he, um, he decided he was going to do a bit of running. But then, like, he, he, he sent like a message to the group where it was kind of like anybody else feel a power shuffle coming from here on in. Like, I think he was like, I think he was like a tiny touch under 30 miles. We, we can just sign it off now because I need to let you chill out in your pajamas and clean your teeth and for another two hours. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> contemplate getting washed tomorrow. Yeah, well, maybe like, see how it goes. You know, don't, yeah. don't don't make any kind of hard promises there. Just, uh, just. I'm sure yeah. you're used to not showering, being on a submarine for a long time, aren't you? Actually, no. On a submarine, I'm kind of a bit, uh, what they call a Dolby Queen. I was like, I was like, like three showers a day guy. You may have one, but I was like three showers a day guy. But like, I was part of the team that made the water, so I kind of felt entitled to use it. That's mine. It's like, once once you get the ultra run and you become like a total hobo, like there's days like Claire will be sitting there and she'll be looking at me and I'll be like, oh, God. I'll be washed since Thursday. It's, it's like, but if you're if you're at work, it's fine. If you're off work, because you're always like you're always either running or just going to begin it running again, or you come in for running, you're like so tired and, and so hungry, and then you have a nap. Food, and food, yeah. yeah, yeah. There was like the, the lockdown was really bad. There was like I would get to like a Saturday night, and I would think back, I'm like, oh, I forgot to have a shower twice. God. <laughs> 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 that's terrible. the life hobo, hobo running chic hobo running right let's, hey guys ready 
yeah. you're getting like so many of these are going into this podcast we'll um so can we check we'll check back in with you hope maybe t- hopefully tomorrow if you're around just for a quick chat and see where you're at uh, yeah i'm, go- I'm actually going to go to work tomorrow um so i'm there eight until 12 and okay. then i'm i'm home i'll be home about one um and i'm not running until eight so there's there's a window in the kind of afternoon late afternoon perfect evening. that works yeah, for me then. we can make some in work for sure it'd be good to catch up after your third run but good luck i hope it goes all right yeah. buddy um better weather now hey yeah I, me and john we're we're doing okay actually the storm kind of kicked off to the um the east of scotland just after it battered chris for a few hours um and and i think our weather's going to be it's going to be cold it's getting colder now but i think we're a wee bit of snow but apart from that it's going to be okay up here now i think we're not too bad so we'll try a wee bit of running today so i might be I might be in pain tomorrow oh i look forward to hearing the update we go for a run run as opposed yeah, to a run. cool run, all right run, well, run. good luck i'll speak with we'll right, yeah, you much. have a good one and just like that graham disappeared off into the night ish he probably stayed in his pajamas for another hour i would have thought but he then disappeared off into the night to run his 8 p.m to midnight shift another one of his long shifts another four hour shift of of essentially running hard and i think i'm not entirely sure if he's looking to bag some ascent this time bag some mileage bag a bit of both we'll find out tomorrow but as always an absolutely fascinating chat with a really really good guy so check back tomorrow to find out how he got on how the team are doing and how the team got on Fitness freaks.